Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. I'm Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. The Milky's No Break No Leak breast milk storage bags have reinforced sides and a double zipper because we all cry over spilled milk. These bags will not leak milk and won't crack in the freezer. The bags also have milk storage guidelines printed on every bag. Head to fairhavenhealth.com and use promo code BADASS for 10% off your purchase. And the review of the week is from Hacko Jackie. I love these. I just love I love, these. I love the names. Like, they're so fun. Um, and she says, truth. These women talk the truth of motherhood. They talk about the ups and downs. I really connected with episode seven. I struggle with taking care of myself. And these ladies talk about the truth and needing that time. Thank you for what you do. Oh, and that's very you. true. That self-care. That self-care episode. Yeah. That's a really hard one. Yeah, it is. I found myself telling somebody the other day, a shower is not a bonus. Like right, you know. exactly. That is not self care. Right, self care is not a shower. Right. A shower is a basic need. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna go off on a big. <laughs> I'm gonna get angry now. <laughs> but today, after we talked about that for a second, we went off on a tangent. Um, we're gonna talk about breastfeeding fears. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so many. There is so many. So I'll tell you where this came from. I was looking up some stuff to post on my Facebook page, and. Um, I always get sidetracked, you know, like I'll, I'll find yeah. this article and then I'll go, oh, and then of course it says, oh, and we also recommend these articles and these, and then I just get sidetracked and I sit there for like four hours. But um, Baby Guru, who is run by Amy Spangler, and she's always one that I really liked a lot. She's got a lot of really great info, um, adorable, just, I love the way she puts things out. And it, it just, I really, I really find it um, very helpful and informative, but she has um, a post about worst breastfeeding fears. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, we've never really talked about it in that way. Like, when I do breastfeeding classes, I always say, okay, what are we afraid of? What is that one thing that you're like, oh, God, that's not what I want to happen to me? You know, when we talk about breastfeeding. But we never talked about it on the podcast. Right. And, I mean, I think if you took all of our episodes all together, it's kind of what we're talking about. We're talking about those fears, Mm -hmm. you know, but – but we never really got right down to, yeah, the actual fears. And I think I remember when I had um, a head jack in a hospital, and it was traumatic. Um, and I didn't even, I mean, I've talked about this before in our um, traumatic birth um, mm-hmm. episode. But um, I, 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 I was pregnant with my second son, and I realized that I had so many fears going into birth, you know, ba- a second time based on what my my first experience was and my doula she really really dug in she was like let's talk about this it was kind of uncomfortable because I didn't I I really didn't realize how deep those fears went and um she really like you know she really pushed me to kind of explore those so that I could have like a you know a positive birth experience so but we don't talk about that a lot with breastfeeding Mm -mm. you know we kind of and I and I think this because you know when you're pregnant you 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 all you're focused on, at least for me, I was so focused on, focused on the birth. Birth seems so big and scary. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to think really, really about afterwards, you know, because it's like you've got this such a big experience to get through in order to get to breastfeeding, to get to all those other things. Yeah. And um, we don't, we, we kind of don't think so much about what our big fears are about, about that time. 
And I think, yeah, we should really talk about we it. We really need to. Yeah. yeah. And the ones that she has here on this list, I mean, I'm sure we're going to find a lot of our own. Um, yeah. But there's a couple on here that I would have never thought to be on here. Yeah. And I doubt she just made it up. So I'm sure she, like, sure. you know, got it well, from, yeah, you, you know, people that she's talked to and things like that. Um, but I remember being like, well, with my first son, I was, yeah, I had no idea what was going on. So with my twins, I remember really being afraid that they wouldn't breastfeed. And of course it's mm-hmm. different with twins because then you're like, oh my gosh, are they going to be preemie? Are they going to be super tiny? Yeah. Are they going to, you know, are they going to be stuck in the hospital and I'll be discharged? Like you just don't know what kind of situation you might be walking with any baby, but especially with multiples. Yeah. And, um, I was really nervous that they just were not going to feed at all. Like, I was like, what, what, what will I do if they don't breastfeed? Like, what, what am I supposed to do? Um, but the number one fear on this list, biting. Oh, yes. Biting. Yes. Number one, which I mean, I have moms ask me about that in breastfeeding class and it's like, okay, we haven't even had the baby yet. You've got months and months and months to go. Like we do not need to worry about biting before this baby is born. Yeah, but people do. Yeah, it's, it is. It's yeah. Real fear. That's a big fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Real fear. We have an episode on biting. So if you're going through that, check that episode out because it's good. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I learned, you know, from Diane in that episode of just like how dealing with it and how to stop it and how sometimes we're kind of perpetuating it by continually trying to feed a baby that's not really hungry that's just really wanting to bite on something (laughs) i mean it's just yeah it's a whole different it's really scary to think about putting your your breast into like a mouthful of teeth Mm -hmm. i mean i get it yeah and i can i even have that neither one of my children bit me very much i'll say jack bit me one time and actually you know I, I never really like one thing i can remember with him but i i'm sure there was a couple of nips there and there but when you know when he would be kind of like in a goofy mood or mad mad mm-hmm. you know when he would especially when he was mad and i would be like come on come on or he'd be like mad trying to trying to trying to trying to nurse or something i would always be like oh my god yeah. what's gonna happen i would have put my boob in his mouth what's he gonna do yeah. uh so yeah i mean it's just painful so of course like that's that's where that it's just painful yeah pain you know we we're afraid of pain that we're that's how that's how we that's how we stay alive is by avoiding pain and it doesn't always happen i mean i breastfed no. three kids and one bit me one time and that was it. Like it just, yeah, and, it doesn't. It's not something like it's going to be a guarantee that. No, when your and kid I don't even think it's most of the time. Yeah, I don't think most people go through like a really bad. Some people go through really bad biting phases. Yeah, but I don't think most people do. I had. I don't know if I told this story or not. If it even had happened prior to um, us doing that episode, but I had a mom that contacted me several times. And she would come to my groups and stuff like that. And then she would, you know, send me messages on Facebook if she had questions. And she was like, the baby's biting. He's biting all the time. Oh, my gosh. It's just making it so hard for me to breastfeed him. He was like 11 months or whatever at the time. So I would, you know, try to give her suggestions of things to do when he would bite her. Then she's like, oh, and the babysitter is complaining that he's biting her. And then this. And I go, wait a minute. 
What is he biting? Oh, he bites everything. He bites your leg. He bites your arm. He bites. I go, so this is a biting issue. Like, this is not a nursing issue. Like, right. this is totally a kid who just bites. So, I mean, sometimes you have to kind of t- take a step back and go, okay, is he just, like, biting? But a lot of people don't realize, especially if you're worried about this when you're pregnant, the babies that are actually breastfeeding cannot physically bite you. Right. So that is, you know, just kind of wipe that out of your head that, oh, my gosh, the baby needs to eat. Are they going to bite me? No, if they really need to eat, they're not probably not going to bite you. Right. And if they are, they don't need to eat and stop trying to put your boob in their mouth. <laughs> you know, and I think that's such a great point that like that that. um um Biting. Biting is a completely separate issue. It, it, it's not it's not a part of breastfeeding. Yeah. You know, if your baby's biting you, there's there's not a breastfeeding problem going on. Your baby's biting. There's a biting issue. He's mm-hmm. teething. He's bothered or something. Yeah. Um, it's not biting. Doesn't go with breastfeeding. And some kids, you know, you know, when they're toddlers or whatever, are just biter. And my kids were never like that, but yeah. some kids are. They just bite, and yeah. you know, yep. to like prove their point. Right. So it's you know, yeah, it well, it's kind of cool. It feels good. I mean, yeah. you know. You got some power all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, my stuff. kids had teethers. I would lie if I'd be lying if I never said I bit on the teethers. I mean, yeah. it feels kind of good to like bite down on them. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, absolutely. So what else? The second one, pain, of course. Pain. Yeah, well. That is yeah. the biggest. Yeah, that is a big one. Um, and that is one of the big ones that I, that I have, you know, when I teach breastfeeding class to my little prenatal mamas that they're worried about pain because they're told by everybody Right. Oh my gosh, this is breastfeeding is so painful, yeah. it's so painful, you, it's so painful. Yeah, we hear that all the time. Oh, it's supposed to hurt at first. It's supposed to hurt. Right? So, Isn't that what people tell oh, us? Oh yeah, they tell us that all the time. And then your nipples it's toughen not supposed up and it's to hurt. fine. No, it's not supposed to hurt. It's not supposed to be painful, so painful that you cannot stand to feed your child. Right. Like right. that is not And that's another thing that if you're experiencing that then there's something wrong and there's a way that we can you know, that we can fix this. Yeah. Like, think about it. Think about this logically. You know, like, if something hurts for the whole time that you're doing it, do you keep doing it? No way. Like, come on. Right. Like, think if you're at the gym and you pull a muscle while you're running on the treadmill. Do you continue to run on the treadmill? No, you stop. (laughs) We fix that problem. (laughs) Like, and it's the same thing. Like, with breastfeeding, you should not be doing something that's painful. Nobody expects you to do something that's painful. Like, that's crazy and your body is not set up that way no no it's not set up for it to be painful if there's pain something's wrong right so what is normal is that the baby latches and you have a little bit of like sensitivity maybe a little tenderness you might feel a little something but that should go away especially at first right at first suck so hard it's amazing it's really amazing to feel that for like the first time, you know, to, to just feel how powerful they are. Yep. And, and yeah, I don't know if I would call it pain, Maybe, no. but people have different levels of sensitivity. So again, if it's that first, you know, if it's that first sensitivity in the beginning, that's. And you know, your body is so sensitive after you have a baby. There's so many hormonal yeah. changes going on. There's so much stuff happening there. So you might feel that, you know, that little bit of like, oh my God, you know, when the baby first latches, but that should go away within like 30 to 60 seconds of the baby feeding. Like, that should be gone. You should not have pain that continues on throughout the feeding. But if people don't know that and they're being told, yes, it hurts. Oh, my gosh, my breast, I breastfed and it hurt me for three months and then it finally got better. Like, come on. Don't tell people that because that is not, 
people believe that, and then they're going to think that that's what they're in for. Right. So it's really, it's it's really frustrating to me, you know, that people say stuff like that all the time. Oh, your nipples will just harden up and yeah. it'll be fine. Just suck it up. Right. Just right. Right. Ugh. Suck it up and it'll be fine. It's like, no, don't suck it up. I mean, it's just, I I find that people that give breastfeeding information like that, it's not, I told somebody the other day, she was somebody in my class and was saying that, you know, her friend had told her, oh, it hurt or this happened or that. I'm like, she is not your friend. <laughs> like, she is totally like, <laughs> she's telling you all sorts of, you know, negative things. Well, and that's just part of the issue is there's so much terrible information floating around, around there yeah. out in the, you know. There is. But people still keep having kids. So, you know. Right. So it'll, it'll, it's all just don't let it, don't let it stay painful. If it lasts throughout the feed, that's when we get help. Yeah. Bottom line. Um, the third thing on our list is latch. Uh, on, on Amy's list. On Amy's list. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. On the list that I took off of the Baby Guru website, but I found to be very truthful, is latch. Um, and that people are afraid that the baby's not going to latch. Yeah. Or that it's not yeah. going to get a good latch. And let's face it, there have been times where babies don't latch very well in the beginning. And moms are afraid, like, my friend's baby didn't latch and she pumped for a year. What if that happens to me? Um, Again, I will tell people that babies that don't latch, we... we can get them to latch. Like, I don't don't know what to say about that. Like, it's just... Babies want to breastfeed. Yeah, your baby was born to breastfeed. If they're not latching, then something's wrong. Something is wrong that can be fixed. You know, there's, I'm, I'm sure there are situations, obviously, like, I, you know, babies with like cleft palate. Yeah. There's, there's situations yeah. that really where, where it's going to be a huge struggle and it might not work. But I mean, a, but a baby that's doesn't have that, um, right. you know, you, 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 they want to latch and, and, and if they're not, then, then we need to get a little bit of help from a lactation consultant. Yes. So your baby that is your healthy newborn baby that maybe, you know, didn't latch in the beginning or kept falling asleep and was, you know, given bottles in the hospital and now not latching well, that baby can latch and be a breastfeeding baby. Um, I don't want anybody to think that because they had bottles in the hospital that the baby's not going to latch ever again. Because with the help of a lactation consultant, your baby will latch. So try to, you know, try not to be too afraid of that lots of skin to skin in the hospital you know those babies that don't latch well in the first 24 hours or so a lot of times they're sleepy they're groggy they've got amniotic fluid in them they're you know just they don't do really great in that first 24 hours put them skin to skin with you leave them there and let them just kind of hang out against your skin listening to your heartbeat it mm. really helps um, and getting good positioning, you know, having somebody really help you get right. a good position makes a huge difference. Yes, and Diane it. just did a um, mini podcast on latch and position for newborns, which you can actually watch on YouTube. Yeah, Badass Breastfeeding Podcast on YouTube. It is. And you can listen. To, it's a podcast, too, so you can listen to it there, too. But it she's is got a lot of good such, tips. It is such a big deal. The positioning it's is really such a big important. deal. Yeah. Yeah. It is really, really important. And I had a mom that I saw here in my office... The other day, the baby's like three months old and has never fed without a nipple shield. And all we needed to do was fix the position. And she latched right on without the shield. 
Like, it just, it makes a huge difference if you're positioning your baby in the correct way. And if you were never shown how to do that, then you're really not going to know. So. Right. Yeah. And it's not what we see, too, because you also mentioned how, like, we we use the cradle hold. Mm -hmm. You know, you see babies being held in this cradle position, which is not the best way for a breastfed baby to get a good latch no it's not especially in the newborn period the first three months of their life that's not the good yeah a good position to use yeah i mean but as that's... they get older they'll be in all kinds of positions yeah going upside down and <laughs> over your shoulder now the next one we will get to right after we hear from our sponsor oh yes uh today's episode is brought to you by fairhaven health the Milkies Softies Nursing Pads have a three-layer design that guards against leaks without adding bulk or puffiness to your bra. A plush, natural fiber layer rests slightly against your skin and wicks moisture away quickly. The nursing pads are also machine washable. Head to fairhavenhealth.com and use promo code BADASS for 10% off your purchase. And that brings us to number four, which is leaking. And that is something um. that we never really talk about. We never really talk yeah. about leaking, but it does come up. Like in my classes, people will say, well, what about leaking? What do I do about leaking? Um, and leaking is something that I have found to be very individualized. Not everybody leaks. Sometimes people will leak in the very beginning and then your milk regulates and then you don't leak again. Um, some people leak when they go back to work because they're not breastfeeding regularly anymore. Oh. So they're going longer and spans that's of time. The, yeah. Yeah. So it's just... I would say that's the fear, yeah. Yeah, so... Nobody wants to be like out in public with these big. No, that's the. I think that the fear in this is being embarrassed, right? Yeah, kind of being sort of embarrassed in public that there's this. That happened to me. Yeah. When I was out, I was out. I told this story. I was out with my friends and I left my baby at home and I was like, "Eh, "I'll be fine." (laughs) And I like looked down at one point and I have this big wet spot around my breast and my friends were like, "I mean, like you know, it was like the, the, the reaction that you're scared of." You know, they were all, like, so mortified. Yeah. And I was, like, in the bathroom sticking toilet paper down my bra, which <laughs> doesn't help. <laughs> uh, it is embarrassing. It's, yeah. yeah it, Especially it in be... our culture where we don't have this, you know, it's everything around breastfeeding is so taboo. Yeah. So it's, like, if you're not expecting it, it can happen. Um, maybe you were somebody who never really leaked anyway, and then all of a sudden you did go out and you went longer than you thought it, without your breast pump or without your baby and you started to leak. I mean, it can definitely happen. A lot of times people will just wear the breast pads anyway. I think it's just kind of almost out of habit or maybe it's like a comfort thing. I don't know, just to kind of make sure something's there. But um, leaking is a big fear that people have. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like, uh, oh, God. The next Mm -hmm. one, I can't remember if I ever um, leaked in public or not. I probably did, but I can't remember. The next one is swelling. And this is one I never really thought too much about Mm. either. Um, Like engorgement. Yeah. So did you ever have that happen? Engorgement? No, not, not, not very badly. I mean, there are times where like maybe in the beginning, you know, my, my newborn would sleep a little longer than normal. um, And then I wake up in the middle of the night and uh, engorged in a pool of breast milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's always lovely. I remember those days. Yeah. Um, Engorgement is not supposed to happen necessarily. Yeah. So a lot of times people think, oh, well, I didn't feel engorged or I don't feel engorged, so I don't think I have enough milk. So I'm or, not making enough milk. Yeah. yeah, right. But engorgement is not like, 
If you're engorged, if you are like truly engorged, something's off. Something's, yeah, yeah, something is definitely off. Um, And it's when, you know, if your breasts are too full and the tissue is swollen. So that engorgement, a lot of times that will happen when your milk first comes in. Women will experience that. But a lot of that is the fluids that you receive when you're on labor. If they've given you an IV, if they've given you fluids all throughout your labor or whatever, all of that is adds to that engorgement. So women, I've had women that had, you know, very long inductions, long labors, lots of fluid, baby didn't nurse very well while they're in the hospital, and they have awful, uncomfortable engorgement. And then I've had women who no fluid, baby breastfed, you know, all the time in the hospital, and they just transitioned into milk without even really noticing the difference. And that's fine. You know, I mean, whenever I have a mom that says, well, I never really got engorged. It's like, okay, let's look back and see what happened at the birth. What happened? Did you get a lot of fluid? Was the baby eating a lot? You know, like what's, what's happening there? Cause the more your baby feeds in the hospital, the less that engorgement's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the less fluid you get in the hospital, the less engorgement that's going to be. So, um, and then if you are feeding like every two hours or so on demand, you're, you're not going to get that engorgement. You're going to be way more comfortable and your, your body is just going to tolerate it so much better. And then it adapts, but you should not get to that point where you are so full and uncomfortable that it's painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a lot of times people want to say, Oh, can I just pump to get rid of the fullness? That's uh, kind of tricky. You know, like I'm never real comfortable telling people to do that just because I'm afraid they're going to overproduce at that point. But right. Um, lots of ice, a little off the top. Yeah. A little little bit, um, a little bit off the top just to kind of, or hand express just a little bit to kind of, you know, loosen it up a little bit, put some, um, ice packs, cold compresses cause it is swelling. So the more you can just kind of get that Mm. swelling down. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and then it, it passes, it doesn't stay with you, but frequent breastfeeding is what really, really helps a lot with that. So don't be afraid of swelling. We gotcha. <laughs> All right. So the next biggest one, which I would have thought would have been, and I don't know if these are actually, if she put these in like order of, you know, fear or whatever, but probably this, not. yeah, probably not. Cause um, number six is listed as milk supply. I was going to say, where is milk supply? Yep, And yeah, that is no, always I, like the number one thing. Yeah, exactly. Of yep. <laughs> I would say that that's, I, I, you know, hers are probably not, unless it says they're in order, but um, I would say that that's gotta be. The number one fear is that I am just not making enough milk. I'm not going to make enough milk. Yeah. And that is. And I always, it's just amazing. It's amazing to me that you can actually, you know, we, we, we get pregnant and we grow these babies and we don't even think about it. You know, I'm not like, oh gosh, is my body going to grow my baby correctly? (laughs) Like this is not some, you know, you're like, oh no, I'm not making enough baby. You know, it's, you, you just, your baby just grows, you know, and like you might be afraid, you know, like I say, you'd be afraid of birthing because it's a big deal. And, um, but we kind of go through this phase, just kind of go through it. And then we're, we're, then we're here to rely on our body for another reason, but still very much connected. Um, and it, there's so much fear that our body's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And it's cultural too. I mean, there's a, been a lot, a lot, a lot of things in our culture that have, you know, put this doubt in our minds that, that breastfeeding is not going to work for us. Yeah. 
And I have said that to people, too. I've used that very thing um, where, you know, I've told moms, was it like, were you sick in your first trimester, you know, throwing up, not eating much, or maybe only eating, you know, a couple of things because that was the only thing you could keep down. And nobody was worried about how your baby was developing. Nobody. Everybody was like, oh, it's fine. You know, like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. The baby's going to get what they need to get from you. And then we have this baby and everybody's like, oh my gosh, you have to eat this way. You have to do this. You're not going to make enough milk. Your milk's not good enough. Your milk's too thin. Your milk's too watery. Your milk doesn't have enough calories. You know, it's like, how is it that we trust our bodies to make a baby, but we can't Mm -hmm. nourish that baby? It's ridiculous, really, when you think about it. Mm Mm-hmm. So a lot of women are really nervous about milk supply, and that is a very true fear because our society is just like goes rampant with it. Right. And it's actually very rare that it is a problem. Yeah, very rare. Right. I mean, it's very rare that this is actually that your fears will be confirmed because it's again, your body just doesn't work like that. Right. Your body knows what to do. If you're breastfeeding on demand and, you know, maybe there's, you know, issues with, you know, like we were talking about before, latch or something like that. These are all things that can be remedied. Yes. But if you need to find yourself a warrior or a champion or whatever to tell you and remind you every day, your baby is doing great. Look how many wet diapers your baby had. Look how many poops your baby's got. Your baby's gaining well. Then find that person. Because you might need that for the first couple of weeks before you really get into a comfortable pattern of going, oh, yeah, the baby is gaining well. Or, oh, yeah, the baby is, you know, comfortable and content and, and feeding great. But it's really hard to see that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be really, really overwhelming. And you're tired and, you know, it's just like there's so much stuff going on. And then you're worried about, like, oh, my God, this human is depending on me to feed yeah. him. You might also have people telling you that you're not making enough milk. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go to the doctor and they say, well, you're just not making enough milk. You know, it's just not enough. And so your baby needs to be supplemented. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's not, there's no, that's not. It's not necessarily the case. It's not. It's not necessarily the case. And if, if your baby is having trouble gaining or you are seeing some issues like that, you can still breastfeed. Yeah. If you work with a lactation consultant, a lactation consultant can help your baby start to gain weight and to get to transfer milk. And just, um, we just recently put up a podcast about supplementing and how, mm-hmm. like, if you do have to supplement your baby, how that can sometimes be a little tricky to make sure you're not over supplementing or, you know, like, so if you're in a position like that where you're concerned about milk supply and you're doing some supplementing just to kind of like get you over the hump, listen to that podcast. Cause there could be things that really ring true for you in that, in that, um, episode. Yeah. But it's, what can happen is if somebody tells you, okay, I don't think you're making enough milk, and then you start giving bottles, and then the baby doesn't go back to the breast well, that's because you could be overfeeding them with the bottle, and now they're not hungry when they're going to the breast, and it just becomes this cycle. Then your body isn't making enough milk because, truly isn't making enough milk, because now the baby isn't nursing well. So it's like we really need to protect that supply if, you know, to make sure that you are making enough milk for the baby. And like Abby said, it's pretty rare that you don't. So. Right. It really comes out. Just watch their diapers. Like, that's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And the last one is public breastfeeding. Oh, gosh. Oh, yes. That is a big fear yeah. for everybody. Yep. It's public breastfeeding. 
And um, we do have an episode on that where we talk about it here and there too. And, you know, we talked about it in the holiday episode and, but with public breastfeeding, it can be a little bit overwhelming and, you know, at first until you get used to it. So the first few times you do breastfeed in public, be in a comfortable environment, maybe be with your friends having lunch or be with some other mommies that are also nursing, or maybe it's in a breastfeeding support group type of atmosphere where you can kind of like get used to breastfeeding in public. We had a mom that had come to our group for almost the first year of the baby's life. And it was the first place she had ever breastfed in public was in our group. And then she put up pictures of herself, you know, nine (laughs) months later of breastfeeding her baby, like, because, and she was like, okay, you guys, today I might do it. I might do it today, you guys. Like, she was just really nervous about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But be in a comfortable environment. And the more secure you get with that, the more secure you'll be overall. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's this thing with boobs that we've got in this culture. You know, it's really, um, you know, you've spent all of your life up until you had a baby. You know, your boobs were something else. Yeah. And now that you know you see boobs all the time being sold you know being being used to sell products and stuff like that um but then when they're used to 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 breastfeed you know it's it's scary it's like oh you know suddenly it's like well now i have to go outside and i have to pull my boob out in public i've always been told not to do this yeah (laughs) you know uh but, so you and know, you know when we have these you know you hear these stories about people getting harassed and you have all this fear that somebody's gonna like you know look at you or say something to you or tell you to move or, you know, something along these lines. And, you know, the, the fear is real. Mm-hmm. Fear but is yeah, real. I mean, the, you know, practice, practice makes perfect with yeah. this. Yeah. And then, you know, you do kind of, especially like when you're pregnant and you think about breastfeeding in public, that can be pretty overwhelming. But I have found that a lot of times after you have your baby, your opinion changes on a lot of things. And oh, yeah. you might have that feel of like, I, you know, I dare somebody to say something to me because oh, my baby's so hungry, empowering. you know, my baby's hungry. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm feeding my baby. I don't care what you say. And that happens more often than not, too. So, Absolutely. And do it however you want to do it. You know, you don't have to do handstands in the park, you know, while you're breastfeeding. Although you can, if you can do a handstand and your baby can pull your shirt down. There's plenty of pictures of people doing that, like oh, yoga yeah. people. Yep. Um, you don't have to breastfeed like that. You can use the cover if you want, if that makes you feel comfortable. Um, and you know, do it however it makes you feel comfortable. But our um, nursing and public episodes that we have, yeah. you you talk a lot about nursing in a carrier. Oh yeah, and you know, like that can be a really great thing too. So definitely check those episodes out if you're kind of getting to the point where you're heading out in public. Um, I have a lot of moms that, especially like in the very beginning of their breastfeeding relationship, they've got their boppy pillow and they've got all this (laughs) stuff and they're like, how am I supposed to do this in public? You know, and it's, you get there. You don't always need all that stuff. So yeah, it's okay. You will, you'll be there at some point. But those, yeah, those are the fears. We'd love to hear your fears. If you have any, Amy for that list. It was fun to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Amy and baby guru. Um, there are we, we'd love to hear what your what your fears are too. If there was one here that we, we didn't mention and you want to talk about it, go ahead. Send us a you know send us a review. Put it in the review. You can add it to our website, badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, and join the conversation there. Yep, we'd love to hear from you in the reviews at iTunes. And like Diane said, 
BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com. You can also find um, promo codes and our sponsor links um, and all of our older episodes. And you can now find us on YouTube at Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. Yeah. If you're a YouTuber. Bye. (laughs) Bye.